welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Alrighty. We're going to go ahead and move on. Um, Pastor decided to stay into Dem- in Denver. He just felt like he needed to. All is well, but he stayed there today. So um, this morning as I was outside on my deck, actually resisting some symptoms, some ugly symptoms that I woke up with early in the morning, or yeah, early in the morning, and usually those symptoms would have led to a, for sure, a overnight to two-day thing, but I just have gotten, before I even had talked to um, Carla, I, I just have gotten, uh, probably like the rest of you, a lot of you, where I'm like, I am not putting up with this stuff. We are not like the world, not because we're better just because of who we are, but because of who we know and who we've given our life over to, and so I have gotten so much more of like, uh-uh, not again. I just dealt with something a little bit ago, you know, and, and just uh, makes you more resolute. And I thought, I'm not doing this. I, I'm not letting this go any further. I did a few things in the natural, not a lot, a couple things, and just stood and thought. The blessing is I have a flexible job that I can kind of choose my days I go in. So I had called um, the man I work for and said, you know, I think I'm going to come in tomorrow instead of today. I, I just really believe I'll be more productive tomorrow. And um, he was fine with that. And so, uh, and I always pray about that too, because you know, that will try to stress you further. Oh, I'm not being a good worker or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that grace to that mountain. The Lord knows, you know, and he'll give me, he'll make up the difference. And so I just said, no, I'm not doing this. Did a few things in the natural. Uh, didn't take long. And it went, I, you know, I'm like, praise God. Thank you, Lord, you know. But really, it's in my receiving, you know, just getting resolute and receiving. Jesus already provided it 2,000 years ago. So um, so then a few minutes later, I have started putting my phone on um, do not disturb when I take my quiet time because I found I was really being disturbed, letting myself be drawn away by that. You know, technology, if you use it right, can be great and give us so much more time. But of course, if we don't, <laughs> it, we all know what happens. You know, it, it takes us more time and draws away. But uh, after I was at a certain point, I thought, you know what, I do need to check. Ashton's flying for a work job today, and I, I'm going to go ahead and check my text. And I looked, and I had it from Carla. Uh, could you take prayer tonight? <laughs> I said, oh, sure. And the interesting thing is about two or three weeks ago, I woke up real early at 4.30 in the morning, which isn't my regular time. And um, the Lord had brought this up to me before this teaching again and I it might have been something that I taught on a different Wednesday night I can't remember or it might have been um, that I went over it with the Sunday morning prayer group um, might have went over it on a Monday morning prayer group I'm not sure but he brought it to me and he always is bringing us to more revelation you know we never need to get discouraged about that that we don't know it all and when we learn something new even if it corrects the way we knew something before we need to be happy just like we would be if we had like our kids just because they don't know something yet it's not like we go oh you were so stupid back then (laughs) you know we're like no you've moved on to the next you know phase yay and I really believe that's how the Lord's heart is so we are going to go to the ever famous ever used in prayer all the time second chronicles 714 and in the King James version but we're going to kind of break it down and go a different route with it than maybe some of you have gone before 
If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. Um, most of us know this if you've been in church any length of time and if you've been in prayer services right now or you've watched any um, uh, new, not news from secular, but news from, you know, some of the other spiritual or uh, yeah, spiritual resources, victory or anything, you know, you've heard this scripture, of course. But my emphasis is that whenever we have something come out of the Old Testament, we re need to read it in light of the New Testament. It's just so easy. Our flesh is so fickle. I had this probably later on in my notes, but our flesh is so fickle, you know, it always wants to go to one ditch or the other, and it either wants to go to the ditch of pleasantness and ease and you know not having to do anything take things easy comfort and pleasure or it goes to lawn works you know of course we we have to trust Jesus and get it right back on that narrow path where freedom is where true freedom is and so in again reading Old Testament it's important to always look at it through in light of the New Testament so we're going to kind of break this down and go through it as if we were thinking, okay, what, you know, what, how would this kind of, what is the perception if we're thinking New Testament, New Covenant, not under the law? And so we'll go just through it, and hopefully I'll get through it all, and we still get plenty of time to pray, or I may get through it real fast and we'll pray longer. Won't hurt any of us. Okay, so um, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. We know humbling has not changed at all. That's something we still did it in the Old Testament. We still do that. And that's First Peter. Let's go ahead and go to First Peter 5. And this one we're going to do kind of different. First Peter 5, 5. The very first verse I'm going to read in New King James because the rest of it I'm reading in the Amplified and it was much too wordy in the Amplified. So, um, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Okay, we'll go ahead and I'll give Tina a minute to bring up six and seven in the Amplified Classic. Oh, okay. Thank you, Tina. You're so good. Um, Therefore, humble yourselves, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation. I really liked that. You know, humbling ourselves is realizing God's goodness, realizing that his way is the best way and that without him, we can't do these things, you know, so humble yourself in, or lower yourself in your own estimation. That doesn't mean think of yourself as nothing. It just means Without him, you can't do these things. Under the mighty hand of God, and in due time, he will exalt you. Go ahead, go on to seven. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. I really, really like that too, because basically, sometimes when we hear humble yourself, we just... We almost think just walk lowly or be flat on your face all the time. And I'm not saying there's not times that you're just like so overtaken by God. You want to be down, you know. But again, we're under a new covenant. So a lot of humbling yourself, it has to do with the heart and the posture of the heart. One of those things being giving over your, wor your worries and anxieties. You know, that's a part of humbling. And how that is is because you're basically saying, I trust your way. I humble myself. Your way is the best way. I am not going to worry about this. I am not going to stress about this. I am not going to have anxiety about this because your way is the best way. I humble myself to your way. 
And it, that's just, you know, such a powerful thing. Um, who cares for you? I have that. Do you know refusing to worry or be anxious is an act of, humili of humility? Uh, then we'll go on to, and there's, of course, a lot more on praying and, and being humble. But I'm just going to kind of correlate a new, uh, new Testament scripture with the, with the um, verse as a whole. Okay, so then we'll go on to the prayer part. Um, humble yourselves and pray. This is one I spent a little more time on in studying because it was really interesting to me, and I don't have it all on this by any means, but what I got out of this time of study was that um, basically like, oh, prayer in the Old Testament, basically in this verse, First Chronicles, um, the word prayer is the Hebrew word palau, and it literally means to fall down to the ground fall down yeah, to the ground in the presence of one in authority to plead a cause. Um, it also means entreat judgment. The Hebrew concept of a judge is one who restores life. So the goal of one who judges is to bring a pleasant and righteous life to the people. And that was all from um, an ancient Hebrew research center. It, I just always like that. Sometimes when you get a feel for some of the you know, Hebrew, not only just meaning, but kind of what, the, what they took from it. it. It gives some light on the subject. Now, in the New Testament prayer, oftentimes, and, and lot, many times that word is used uh, for the word prayer in the Old Testament. It's almost always that way. And really not that same way that I could find so much in the New Testament. Again, I, haven't, I don't say that I have it all, but it really is more of an Old Testament Entreaty, um, you know, falling down to that authority, um, not begging, but of course pleading. And, and so I want to kind of give a picture now of New Testament. Um, in the New Testament, in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 is basically the scripture. I didn't give that to you, Tina, because it's just a quick scripture uh, that basically tells us to pray without ceasing. And that is a whole different meaning. That meaning of prayer is uh, prosukamai, I think is how you say it. And basically, it has a, it, it, it kind of denotes a meaning of worship. So right there, we kind of see the difference of where we go to. You know, now we worship when we are praying. Now we, we come to him on a whole different level. I want to say, and where is the Old Testament, um, basically where it said that to fall down to the ground in the presence of authority or please a cause, or plead a cause, or the concept that a judge is one who restores life, well, that's something now that's on the inside of us. Yes, he's the final authority, but he gave that to us. Now we're, it's a whole different, um, it's almost... It's, we worship because we know the end. We no longer are asking and pleading. We are bringing that authority into this earth through our praise, through our worship to him. We have the final say. No longer do we have to say, go to the authority of God. We have that back behind us. You know, the policeman, again, that is always used, um, that example, the policeman, he doesn't have to run to the judge or those in the authority behind him to command a person to stop, you know, if he's doing traffic or if he's 
running after someone, you know, sometimes he has to after in court to back it up, but we don't have to do that anymore. Now we take that in ourselves and we, we work that out. We do that. And sometimes I think if we aren't cautious, we go back to that, um, Oh, less than what he gave us. You know, again, what I was talking about before, what I had to do this morning, just get my, get fed up and go, no, I'm not having this happen anymore. And if we aren't reading that scripture in light of the New Testament, we, we rip ourselves off. And we aren't really as effective, you know, because we're asking for something that the Lord said, you do. I've given you power. I've given you authority. A more little, literal translation of, uh, I gotta say this again, prosukumai. <laughs> I had this before, it's always where the inflections are, you know. Prosukumai is to come face to face with God. You know, that veil was ripped when Jesus died on the cross. That, that changed. We come now straight to Him. We come to him every time we're in this room and when we're at home doing it, we come straight to him. We no longer have to go through something else. We have Holy Spirit inside of us. Since Jesus came and completed everything of the garden, whipping post and cross, we praise him. We worship him for the healing and for the victory. Any healing in our life, any victory in our life, we come straight to him. And I say that because it started at the garden. You know, I used to, I, and I do sometimes still, death, burial, and resurrection, but really, it started before that. You know, it started in the garden when he went to the Father and, you know, asked, could this be, cup be taken from me? He took on all that mental oppression. He took on everything that we would ever need freedom from. And then it continued at the whipping post where he took on the root of every sickness and disease. And then when he made covenant and bled on the cross and took care of everything, you know, finalized it. it. It all happened there. So I like to go from the garden all the way to the resurrection when I'm talking about that. Uh, if we go to Luke 10, 19, this is always a good one that to recognize what he gave us in the area of authority. In Luke 10, 19. That might mean this wasn't on there either. <laughs> okay, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I know, um, Sarah, you brought it out a few weeks ago whenever you um, shared. It wasn't maybe the emphasis of, yours, of your teaching, but just again, that Satan, he does have power, but the thing that he lacks is authority. And we have power and authority. The only way Satan can have authority is if he's using people. If you're lending your tongue to him, lending your actions to him, you know, we don't want to do that. He doesn't, we don't need any more of him on the earth. But he's given us all authority. We need to stand up, use that authority, and take that authority at every turn. 
and more so now than ever. I mean, we're just seeing it. I think that's the thing that's really going to separate us from the world. I, you know, when I was uh, resisting that today, I'm like, I am going to be different. I am not going to be like the world that anything that comes by me tries to attach itself. And I'm not saying, you know, that we won't always have to resist. I think sometimes without meaning to, we give the um, kind of the facade that you get to that place where nothing ever comes against you as a Christian. You kind of get above it. And we live in a fallen world. Things are always going to come against us. But I think we get quicker, or I know we get quicker at being able to resist quicker. And it goes faster. And it becomes where it doesn't even set us. One thing that uh, the Lord has really put on my heart this Oh, again, this has been probably the past year. Any of those who are my good friends in here are tired probably of hearing it. <laughs> no, I don't know if they're tired of hearing it. But the Lord has really put on me when things like that come to really minimize them, not to ignore them. You know, Jesus, when the man brought his son who was possessed by a, a demon, Jesus didn't ignore it and be like, la, 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 I don't see it. I don't hear it, you know. But he did minimize it. He didn't let it ruffle him. He didn't let it rile his feathers. And I think that is so important because if that's our reality, action right away it gets us in that place of peace right away and remembering who our authority is remembering that we have victory over the enemy every time remembering that we have authority over any type of thing that's brought to us from the enemy we just need to minimize it many times when people are brought up in a oh usually a home especially of addiction and abuse they've endured a lot of um drama a lot of times in crisis and if they aren't cautious, they won't um, be quick to do that. It, it's part of their life almost, and they don't realize that any little thing, and it's a big deal, you know, or even big things. We need to learn to minimize that. We need to break away from that old man and that old life. Uh, ask the Lord for some healing in those areas if necessary, because that is a life that will keep you under. It'll keep you from getting victory quickly. I'm not saying God's mercy and grace isn't there. It is. And he knows the level you're growing at. But just if you grew up um, where you're, there always had to be a crisis, you know, resist that. Just minimize it. You know, we magnify Jesus's name and we minimize the works of the enemy because he is so much lower. Okay, the next thing we're going to go to is seek my face. This is something that um, we all have such access to now because we have his word. We have his word in the written paper Bibles. We have his word on our phone. We have his word that's so accessible to all of us in America that it is such a blessing. We have every way we can. We have church service more than once a week. Other church and Christian functions going on as the Lord leads. You know, any of those things. We have so much opportunity. And then really... As you make him priority, we actually have a lot more time. I was talking again about technology, that sometimes it has helped us and made more time if we utilize it right. One of mine being my Roomba. My Roomba vacuums the floor and I can do other things. I can go out on my patio and have, um, you know, quiet time or whatever it is in your life. You'll find those things if you use the technology that God's blessed men to be able to create right, you can actually find more time. And then some of it is turning off that technology, turning off that TV, not scrolling so much, um, putting your phone on, on um, do not disturb, as I've had to do. I, that was something that was really, I really noticed I was just scrolling good things, but too much, you know, too much looking for that next little sermon or quip, quip to where even the shorts 
I don't know if uh, the others of you do YouTube or TikTok, but you know, they'll have a short little clip and it may be a short little powerful teaching, but really you notice that it makes your attention span sometimes <laughs> really limited too. So we really need to guard against some of those things. And uh, again, spend that time seeking. Another time is through prayer. There's a prayer service here on Sunday morning, Monday morning at 7.30, and Darlene, you still do yours, don't you, on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock on Facebook. Yes, and how, if they want to do that, I don't remember. Oh, text, oh, get a hold of Sarah Austin, and she could tell you how, you how you do that. You do it from the comfort of your home, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, and you, you aren't, it's not an interactive as far as Darlene can't hear you, but you can, it is interactive as far as you can, you know, message back and forth. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so anyway, we have so many opportunities. So that's one of the things that hasn't changed either. We seek his face. And the great thing is now, man, we seek it. And we, we, have, we have Holy Spirit in us so we can go straight face to face, you know, or we can go to, we can go to his um, presence, you know. We come boldly to his presence. And the next thing, turn from their wicked ways. Romans 6.14. I'll go ahead and go to. Again, this is something in the New Testament. Jesus provided a way for us to turn from our wicked ways, to not be in bondage to our sin, to, to be able to be free from that and know that we are free from that, know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, not because of what we do or don't do, but simply because Jesus took all that sin for us on the cross. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Again, that never means that that just gives us license to sin. And really, if you're spending that time seeking his face, if you're humbling yourself, if you're praying, if you're doing all those things before then, it's not going to have dominion over you. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be some falling here and there, but it's not going to have dominion over you. It's not going to have that hold on you. And then we go to, then will I hear from heaven for this one. We'll go to 1 John 5.14 in the Amplified Classic. And it's such an add-on, like you just, when you really see this verse for what it is, it's just each part adds to, on to the next part, especially when you're a new covenant believer. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness. I just love that. The privilege of boldness, which we have in him. We are sure not maybe, not sometimes. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he listens to us and hears us. Oh, I love that. That's just a powerful, I really enjoy the Amplified in that. But it's just such a powerful thing when we're thinking about the things that we pray for in these prayer meetings. You know, we pray for our country. We pray for other believers. We pray for all these things. And it shows us that according to his will, that we have that. We have that, but we're the ones that bring that in. And that, that leads up to, um, I will heal their land. Jesus has already accomplished this through all that he did, leading up to and through his death, burial, and resurrection. Now it's up to us. How it's not, again, this is what I want to get away from, that somehow in our mind we picture, oh, if I just go low enough, if I just pray long enough, if I weep enough, if I make the right faces, and not that, that does happen sometimes during intercession. But if we have that picture, that then somehow God just goes, okay, I'm going to heal their land now. That's not, 
that's not what it is under the new covenant. His healing, our land, is through us. It's bringing the body here, us using our authority when we pray for our government, when we pray over our state and our nation, when we speak light over the darkness, when we uh, speak uh, life into things that look like they're dead and gone. That's how we bring healing into our land. It's not God that just goes, boop, your land's healed. He's already provided it. He already took care of all that. Healing our land has to do with how, what we do, how we use our authority, how we walk it out, speak it out. Uh, you know, what we do on the streets with other people. Did you know it brings healing to our land when we uh, witness to somebody on the street and we pray for them? Did you know that's healing on our land? Right now, we live in a state that, um, you know, isn't so favorable to babies. And it's frustrating sometimes if you let it be. You think, ah, God, do something. But he's saying, no, you're the church here. You do something. So what do we do? We use our authority. We speak truth and light. But what's the other thing we do? We reach out to those people. We say, Lord, show me. Bring a girl to me that's pregnant, that doesn't know what to do. Bring someone to me so that I can preach freedom to her, so that I can help her. And what does that do? That's part of healing in our land. Healing those people, getting them out of drugs and addiction, whatever your calling is, that's part of healing our land. That's not God just going, boop, that person's uh, you know, free now. He's already provided that for them. We just have to show them the way. We just have to proclaim it, declare it, and then walk it out with them. And he's given us, I believe, more and more direction in that. Uh, if you haven't been partaking of the and teachings or even um, reading more on them, about um, the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit, which Pastor is teaching on on Sunday. And I gave just a brief teaching the last time I taught on it. I still have my notes if anybody wants just a summary of them. Uh, you know, I encourage you to do that because that is something that the Lord really is wanting to do, manifest himself more and more. Again, we can argue till we're blue in the face about all the different moral issues right now. And have you noticed that the arguing really doesn't make a difference because if somebody doesn't want to hear the truth, they don't want to hear the truth. But say you have a word from the Lord and you know something by a word of knowledge that happened in their past or you know of a pain or something they're dealing with and we say, can I pray for you? Bringing it up in love, not in haughtiness, not to give... Uh, you know, show ourselves off, but just in a heart of love. And you set that person free, that argument, there's no argument then. You know, they're going to be so much more open. There's just so many things like that that are starting to happen, but I believe he wants to do more. So that's part of what we will pray tonight. I always like to pray it's because the Bible says to covet the gifts, even the best gifts, talking about the nine gifts of the Spirit and the manifestations of them. So again, I just plug that teaching because it's so powerful. We've had it through, I've been here years, 30 plus years, and Every so often it's come up, and I still have it. Every Bible that I get new, I break up the three. Um, it's nine gifts, and I break them up into the three categories, and it's just, you know, dear to my heart. But I, I haven't been functioning them as much as I want to either. So that's something that, again, is important to pray for. Uh, healing in our land is up to us by standing up and using the, using the authority God gave us through Christ Jesus. And then if we want to go to, again, she went to this before, Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm us. Nothing. He's given us all authority. We just have to take it. We have to become 
the hands and feet of God. We have to become, we no longer have to go through a prophet or a priest or, you know, and that veil was stripped from the Old Testament. Now we go straight to the presence of God, straight to the courtroom and use our authority and take instruction, go out and do what he's asking us to do. It's just such an awesome, um, awesome time that we can do that. It's an awesome privilege that we're able to do that, that he's called each and every one of us for such a time as this to heal our land. And that may look differently. We know that the Bible does say the dark's getting darker. You know, we're not, again, going to put out, like Pastor likes to say, all fires. But there's a lot more we can do. And for us and whoever he's called us to, our realm, um, our families, our children, and then the other people outside of that that he's called us to, we have that. We have that in us. Let's do what we need to do and heal our land. Do this scripture, or do, yeah, do this scripture in light of the New Testament, our blood-bought rights, our blood-bought covenant, and get some of this done, you know, and move on. <laughs> move on to the greater glory. But we can have a lot of that right now. And so it looks like we do have a little more time to pray. <laughs> that was kind of fast in the way of speaking, but I did just find out this morning, so... Anyway, I think it never hurts us to pray. One of the things I always like to use an example of is um, how people kind of get, you know how if you're in a room and all of a sudden there's silence and there's always that person, usually like me, <laughs> who starts talking because you don't know what to do with the silence. Well, I compare that with, I think sometimes people get that way about praying, especially praying in the spirit, that they... Um, they're kind of like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I need to hear just some regular English words. And sometimes, again, we have to put our flesh down and remind them that praying spirit is part of the Bible. It's very, um, very much a New Testament thing. And it also builds us up. And anything that's uncomfortable, our flesh doesn't like to do. Our flesh doesn't, you know, doesn't like to pray too much, doesn't like to exercise too much, doesn't like to do without food too much, any of those things. Another thing pastor's been preaching on on Wednesday night, some fasting. So it's really good for us sometimes to just um, pursue and endure. If speaking in tongues isn't something you do do, that's fine too. Pray however you want to pray. I, I suggest sometimes people have a notebook because these are times the Lord can really speak to you uh, during these tender times. Um, he may give you instruction. Any, uh, p feel free to pray however you want tonight. You can walk, um, kneel, sit in your seat, whatever you want to do. We like to make it a time which is just you and the Lord. And um, we'll go ahead and pray. We probably have about 30 minutes to pray. Usually we pray about 15 or 20. Uh-oh. <laughs> but it'll be good for us. Uh, I enjoy it. Prayer is my thing. I just really have, again, I lead um, Monday morning prayer. Right now I've been filling in for um, Miss Carla a lot of times on Sunday mornings. And I just really, really enjoy prayer. And it's something that I have seen that a lot of people, once they start doing it and they realize the benefits, they get hooked too. Because that's the thing, when you pray for other people and you're praying in the spirit, the Bible says you build yourself up on your most holy faith. All of a sudden you're like, wow, I got something there too. I wasn't even talking or thinking about me, but I got something too. And so God's just so good that way. He never wastes anything, our time or anything. He always uses it for the benefit for us so that we benefit others. So we'll go ahead and start. I'll take a drink of water. And I apologize if I talk too fast tonight. If you need any of those scriptures after, catch me and I'll give them to you.
Sometimes it just, the excitement of it gets it going. So we'll go ahead and start praising. Again, feel comfortable to do whatever you want. And go ahead and put those scriptures up there about praying in the spirit. If anyone has questions about that after, come see me. I can hook you up with a little mini book or, um, you know, or maybe answer some questions. Again, I'm always still learning too. So, Father God, we come to you tonight. First of all, we just praise you, Lord. We exalt your name. We magnify your name. We magnify who you are, Jesus, what you're continuing to do in and through each one of us. We magnify you, Jesus, over every problem, every issue, every financial issue that tried to come against any of us today. We magnify you against any physical problem that tried to come against any of us today. We choose to magnify your word. By your stripes, we were healed and made whole. We refuse anything less in our bodies. We magnify your name above every name. We magnify your name above mental oppression, depression. We say the joy of the Lord is our strength and the Lord is the strength of our lives. We thank you for what you've given us, Jesus, for what you went to the garden for. Praise you for the peace of Jesus that passes all understanding. Thank you that you took every mental um, torment for us, Jesus. We just partake of that and we magnify your name above every name. We magnify you for our land, Lord, over um, for protection. We magnify the protection that the blood provided. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us, we condemn. We choose to believe and speak your word and your word only. We choose you. We choose your ways, Father, because your ways are so much higher than our ways, so much greater. Oh, we love your presence. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to make your word alive and real to us, to continue to add revelation. Thank you, thank you, Father. We thank you for revelation knowledge. Bring that this scripture on prayer, Lord. Bring us higher. And how to pray. How to pray for each other. How to pray for our land. Show us, Holy Spirit how to use our authority at every turn. And always out of a heart of love. A heart that Jesus walked in to love people. To help people, to set people free. We proclaim your will be done in our country as it is in heaven. Your will be done 
in the state of Colorado as it is in heaven. Your will be done in Mesa County as it is in heaven. We know you have a plan, Lord, a good plan, a plan to prosper us and not harm us, to give us hope in the future. We stand on your plan. We look for your direction, your guidance, Holy Spirit. And I encourage you to see yourself using that authority. See yourself. Picture yourself praying over people. Picture um, whatever you're believing for. Say you're believing for something within the government or God's put something on your heart. See that happening. Use the God-given imagination you have and see you walking in your highest level of authority. He's given us that imagination for a reason. And it's to be able to um, picture and then believe those things. Remember how high above he has seated us than anything that can come against us. It's not an equal opposite, um, the devil and what he does and God. He is far above. He has seated us far above all principalities and powers. Thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for the instruction you've given us. We thank you for the examples you've given us. We thank you for the revelation you continue to give us. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our government with the people that you have placed there. We know that there's believers in there, Lord. We pray that they would stand strong, that their faith would fail not, but they would push through and stand strong, strong in conviction, bold, but strong in love. The people that you have anointed and appointed to be in the political realm. 
Onde bekande voices for your body. Onde bokonde boshande bekete bashidonde boshikete. Ena mama 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 nde. Oh tabate boshikete bashikonde. Ona mama nde. If anybody else has something they want to pray out along these lines, um, go ahead and come up. Would that? Will this be all right, Dorsey? Okay. So if anyone has something that they're feeling they want to pray out in those areas, go ahead and come up. We thank you, Lord, for what you want to do with this country during these end times. For the part we will play. For the things you want to accomplish. We refuse, Lord, to let our hope go. We have hope. We have earnest expectation. As we see you move. We expect, Lord, some turnarounds. Turnarounds from people that we maybe never expected. We thank you, Father, for labors to go across the paths of those people, Lord, that are lost and in deception. People that maybe we don't have access to. We thank you for your mercy, Lord. Mercy for uh, time for people to turn around. We are excited about what you want to do, Father. We look forward to it. We refuse to fall into that mindset of um, wanting to get out of here and escape before it's time, Lord. We keep our eyes fixed on you because we know that you have so many people that you want us to reach out to, to be brought into the kingdom. I thank you that you're showing us those people every day. Oh, 
Well, we thank you, Lord, for your body right now in America. Your church. And we speak unity over it. Show us, Lord, how to promote unity without compromise. Give us instruction, Holy Spirit. Let us be mouthpieces for you only, Jesus. Put a guard on our mouths that we might not sin against you. That we would not lend our mouths and our tongues to the enemy. Thank you, Father, for that ability you've given us to use our God-given ability to speak your word, to speak life. Thank you that you gave us your word that we know what to speak. Your truth, your ways. Thank you, Father. That you have sent your word and healed us, delivered us even from our own destruction. Thank you, Father. And really, if anybody has anything else that's, you know, even not just with a government country, but something to pray, come up and, and feel free to do that. Do you want the microphone? You can take it. You can keep praying quietly. I don't know if it's on. You might know how to turn on more than me. <laughs> You know how it goes on. Sorry about that. Do you know how it goes on, hon? Someone know how the micro... You might have to take it back to Dorsey to put on. But we'll continue praying. Don't lose it, Dan. Don't lose what you're going to pray. Oh, here comes our help, Tim. Check. Okay. All right. Well, a couple of a couple of months ago, um, Fox News took a poll, and it was about, um, and they asked people that if and this has to do with praying for our land, and they asked people, they said, if the United States was invaded, like the way Russia invaded Ukraine, would you stay in and fight? And they said that uh, 30% of the people responded and said that they would leave the United States. They wouldn't stay in a fight. And it really grieved my spirit. And it was, um, you know, very depressing to me. Well, it was depressing to me. Anyway, so I went to bed that night. And about 12.30, the Lord woke me up. And he woke me up. And what was going through my brain was America the Beautiful, the song America the Beautiful 
America the Beautiful, you know, and he said, I want you to write a song, and that America the Beautiful is going to be the centerpiece of that song. And um, it's because it says, Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, forever ways of grace, for purple mountains' majesty above the fruited plain. America, America, God shed his grace on thee. And from thy good and brotherhood, from sea to shining sea. So that belongs, that is called public domain. You cannot um, patent that, that song because it belongs to the public. And so, and everybody knows that part. There's other verses, but mainly people know that's that part of the song. So he said, I want you to write some lyrics before it and then after it. So I titled the song From Sea to Sea, and it goes, From sea to sea, from sea to sea, God shed his light for you and me. From sea to sea, from sea to sea, God shed his grace on you and me. From sea to sea, from sea to sea, a light on a hill for you and me. Jesus said in the Bible that no man takes a light and sticks it under a bushel, but he sets it out so that people can see it. And our country is supposed to be a light to the rest of the world. And people have expressed that, you know, where will we go? They said, where would we go? I, I want to know where all these 30 people would go. If we have no freedom here, where are they going to go that they're going to have more freedom than what we have here? But the point of the song and the point that God was trying to make is that he has graced this land because he gave this land a mission. And the mission was to spread the word of God. Now, England had that mission. Israel, of course, had the mission first, you know. But, we had, but, but it was given to us. And, that, and uh, we need to be thankful. Thankful that we have the precious freedom we have. And we need to pray for this land. And, and I, by pray, I don't mean passively pray. It says our weapons are not carnal. We need to keep our eyes on the eternal, the eternity. The two things that are most important to God is our relationships with other people and our relationship with him. Of course, him first, because we can't do it without him. And like Candy said, I, I really like what you said. Um, humility is the position of our heart. That is the best way to, to say it. Because the, the more humble you are, the Bible says, I, God said, I will lift you up. I will lift you up. Humble yourself in, in, in the sight of the Lord, and he'll lift you up. And like Candy said, it doesn't mean get down and grovel. It means you see yourself through the eyes of God and how Christ, what, what you are in Christ. When you look in the mirror and you see things that you don't like, that's the curse. Because what it is is insecurity. Adam and Eve went from, they went from communicating with God to, they went from being God conscious to self-conscious. When they fell, they became self-conscious and they lost that line of communication. When we give our lives to Christ, we get back 
that line of communication. We don't, like, like Candy said, we don't have to go somewhere. We don't have to go to Israel. We don't have to go to the temple. We don't have to go to a priest. We don't, have to go to, we don't even have to go to a pastor. We can, we can just talk to God because the Holy Spirit comes inside of us. And we have the presence of God inside of us. Jesus said it was much more bl- a blessing that he leave. Why did he say that? Because if he left, he could send the Holy Spirit and we can all have the Holy Spirit. It's not limited to a body. It's not limited to a time. It's not limited to a place, you know? So we need to, uh, we need to see ourselves from a heavenly perspective. What is it? What's the, you know the lyrics of that song? Heaven is calling and I don't Anyway, we see ourselves, it says we've been seated with Christ at the right hand of God. So there is no more powerful thing than that. And like Candy said once again, that Satan has power, but no authority. But when Jesus gave us the power and the authority, but not, not, we're not using it. We're not using it. Because of the insecurities that we have within ourselves, you know, the, the, uh, the things that we see that we don't like. But the only way to get out of that, the Bible says, is to see yourself through the perfect law of liberty, which is, in other words, what God says about us. You look into that mirror, and instead of seeing your, your imperfections, you see how Christ sees you and your position with him gives you that authority and the power and a place from, you're looking down on the situation. And we need to believe that when we pray for something, we don't have to, like once again, like you said, we're not begging for these things to happen. We are commanding, we are proclaiming these things to happen. And it shall be, you know, it shall be. We just need to, it says, the eye hath not seen and ear hath, ear hath not heard and eye hath not seen the things that God wants to do for us. As children of God, he wants to do way far than what, what we have thought. And we need, it says in the, in the Old Testament, it said they limited the Holy One of Israel by their unbelief. They didn't obey and then they, they had unbelief. So we just need to obey and believe we see it in the word and we need to act like it's true and we need to walk like it's true and we'll see a lot more my wife and I have seen some really wonderful things in our lives and it's all because of what God has done and he when we take the limits off of him it allows him to do so much more in our lives and when it does, we do think it, that happens in our lives. It spreads out because whoever you come into contact with, they see you and they go, "Why you're so happy?" Or what? What? what is, what's the deal? You know? And you can tell them, and you can affect your, yes, your sphere of influence. Amen. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that exhortation. So so true. So so true. 
So again, just keep that in mind too as you pray. All the things he's given us. And you know, we've done some of these things already. We are starting to. We are using our authority, but there's so much more. So much more. And I look forward to it. I don't want to leave this earth until I see the, the, the light shining brighter and brighter. Seeing those manifestations. Seeing people set free. You know, and some, I don't feel that every day. Some days you look at the news and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know. But then we have to remember where our hope comes from. We have to go back to that presence. Oh, we thank you, Lord, again for your word. We thank you for the words that you are giving your children. That exhortation. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Make those things alive to us. As we continue to seek your face. As we seek your word. We give you praise and glory and honor for the things that you are showing us during this time, for the instruction, the revelation that you're continuing to give us. Our hope is in you. Our strength is in you. Our eyes are on you. And we refuse to be distracted. We refuse to turn to the right or the left. But we keep our eyes on the prize. We keep our eyes straight ahead of us. We stay on that narrow path. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you continually show us the way. That you continually pull us up out of the ditch if we start to get to one side or the other. We trust you to do that in our lives, Holy Spirit, because we look to you. The author and finisher of our faith. Continually remind yourself, too, that when you're praying in the Spirit, you're speaking out His will. We don't always know how we should pray. We don't know. <laughs> we don't. You don't know that, but the Spirit knows exactly what needs prayed out. On the Bashakon, the Boshidin, the Bekadande, on the Mamma Mamande, O Tabanda Boshiket, the Bashakonde. I also want to lift up um, all of our spiritual leaders, starting with um, Pastor John and Miss Carla. You know, they need, we, they need to be strong for us to stay strong and be able to feed into us. I mean, you don't, of course, you can stay strong if your leader for some reason was to fall, but of course, we don't want that, you know. We, um, we're so blessed and thankful to have them. And so let's just lift them up in the spirit. Thank you, Father God. You know every need right now of Pastor John and Miss Carla. You know their hearts, um, anything they may be going through, and we just hold them up. We hold up their arms. We thank you, Father God, that you are strengthening them, that their faith will fail not. That you're meeting every need, physically, spiritually, mentally. You are meeting every need of theirs. 
that you are ever present help in time of trouble that not only are you with them but you deliver them we surround them with the blood of Jesus we thank you for protecting them for the wisdom that you give them and we continue to declare right, aside, right alongside of them that Isaac is recovering all and anything else they're believing for in their family we thank you for the other spiritual leaders you've given us all of you have different ones we all have different spiritual leaders so hold them up too we thank you for a strong church a church without spot or wrinkle with strong leadership Oh, we're thankful for one another, Lord. That you've called us together, your body. For every person here at Faith Heights Church, Lord, we're thankful. I am thankful, Lord, that you are knitting hearts together in love, that you are um, putting together divine connections the people in each other's lives to exhort one another to pray for one another to lift one another up thank you for this body this part of your body a healthy body a strong body a prosperous body and a protected body we thank you for the children of Faith Heights Church and we corporately plead the blood of Jesus over them we plead the blood of Jesus over their minds in this day and age when it is trying to be bombarded with um just all the junk. We thank you for the blood of Jesus over the minds of our children, over the minds of our um, our teenage kids, our young adults. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for your word. Greater is your word than the lies and deceptions that are in this world. Greater is your truth than the lies of the enemy. We declare it. And we refuse anything less than that. We speak truth into our children. And into our grandchildren. Many of you have um, children that aren't here at this church or grandchildren. So pray for them too. We declare us and our households shall be saved. Sozoed. Healed. Sold out. Sold out walking 
in the plan of God. Again, we refuse anything less. Strong, whole, stable families. Serving you, Lord. Fulfilling their high calls. Okay, we have one more minute. That last minute went by fast. Let's go ahead and praise God. Thank you, Father. We praise you for your goodness. We praise you that your word is true. We lift up praise to you for the things that were accomplished tonight during this prayer time. We give you all praise, glory, and honor. And we look to see things change, Lord. Not if, but when. And we thank you for that. We give you all praise, glory, and honor. Not only tonight, Lord, but everywhere we go. We glorify your name. We magnify your name in this church and outside of this church. On our jobs, in our um, social times, we glorify and magnify your name. We refuse to be ashamed or embarrassed about you. We give you all praise, glory, and honor. And we thank you for this week. We thank you for the people that you have for us to touch this week. We declare our footsteps are ordered of you. That we hear the voice of our shepherd, the voice of Jesus, and the voice of a stranger we will not follow. We thank you that you've given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything we need to fulfill our high call. We thank you for that, Lord. Our footsteps are ordered of you. We commit all our ways to you. Thank you, thank you, Father. Your precious name, amen. Thank you for coming tonight and praying with us. Let me make this announcement. Please let everyone know in closing <laughs> that oh, the archive will not be on Facebook, but will be on YouTube. So you can always see the archive on YouTube. I think just the teaching part. I'm pretty sure the praying part, they don't keep on it. But So they'll get that quick teaching. <laughs> but again, thank you all for coming, for um, just joining, adding your faith. I love being here and praying with other people. And hopefully we see you Sunday morning. And for our worship day, our worship night, and then Monday morning, or Monday at noon is healing school. Monday morning we have prayer at 7.30. And Tuesday night on Facebook, if you want to join, see Sarah all about that, and she'll hook you up with that. And um, have a great rest of your evening. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 